and welcome to Books, the podcast. The only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are Booksmen. Yeah. Embarking on a new book. On a new adventure. Since the dawn of man. I call books adventures. I don't know about you. Isn't that what I said? Yeah, that's what I'm, but then I'm asking. I don't know about you. You know what I call a great book? What? A great adventure. Oh, perfect. Six Flags Great Adventure. <laughs> well, come on. Don't get crazy. It's not that fun. <laughs> Tom, uh, I very badly want to go to Six Flags Great Adventure. Um, our most local... Um, like real, real amusement, amusement park. park, yeah. With like real roller coasters yeah. and cool licensed characters. Yeah, I mean, they're... and old bald men uh, dancing to the Venga boys. The Venga bus is coming. Yeah, for all of us, Tim. That were, speaking of licensed characters, I I got into uh, maybe I'm not even allowed to talk about it, but I'm going to because fuck the man. Um, Ooh, what man? Uh, the Warner Brothers themselves. Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. Because <laughs> uh, I got into the closed alpha of a new Warner Brothers fighting game called Multiverses. Mm-hmm. Tim, this game's a lot of fun because it's got what? all the okay. Warner Brothers characters. Does it have Wacko, Yakko, and Dot? It doesn't have that. <laughs> the Animaniacs? No, but it's got... It's, uh, where else can you fight as Bugs Bunny versus uh like a, a game of thrones character that's kind of cool yeah or uh i don't know they've or uh shaggy from uh scooby-doo scooby-doo yeah yeah where else can you fight a shaggy against batman himself how does the fighting work? Do each of the do all these characters have like uh, specific moves? Yeah, it's a ripoff of um, uh, what you call it, like uh, Super Smash Brothers. Okay, have you ever ever played a game? Those? I never played. Well, I played it once. Probably, it's, it's in very hard to keep track of what's happening against a friend of ours, little brother. <laughs> okay. And he was really good at it, and I was yeah. really, I was like, hey, I had never played an N64 before, mm-hmm. so I was like, please help me, and he didn't. What's with this he weird controller? How come there's yeah. more than two buttons? Exactly. Um, yeah, it's like that. It's the same style of game where you can have like up to four people fighting, but uh, let me tell you, it's fun, I think I might, I might be a Bugs Bunny main. Yeah. And I liked even uh, during you like- play a fud? During the loading screens, you know, they have like little character animations and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's all the different characters. But uh, when Bugs Bunny comes up, he's just doing that, like dancing in place. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He doesn't. He He's not just leaning, eating a carrot. No, he's doing the, the like dancing in place. Funny thing he does. That's cool. Yeah. So is he goofy? I don't like when they try to make freaking Bugs Bunny cool. No, they they make him goofy. He's a lot of fun in this game. All right, because Bugs Bunny is cool. Yeah, he's he's and but he's he, cool because he's afraid. He's not afraid to let his freak give flag a shit fly. What thinks about exactly. Him. Yeah. yeah. No, they they captured that in this. Don't worry, Tim. All right. Well, I'm skeptical. But um, uh, but it, actually, do they have playing to make them fight. Can't they just make them hang out? 
Can't it be a hanging? You know game? what? It's like it's all in good fun type of thing. I think. Yeah. I mean, there's no like blood or anything. All right. Uh, but uh, but it made me also think like, man, I gotta get back to Six Fights Great Adventure because uh, yeah. I love all these characters and I love having fun. I like riding Batman the Ride. Yep. I like riding. As long Bizarro? as you as long as you don't kick somebody's head off. Yeah. Bizarro of... Bizarro is not Bizarro anymore. Remember? Oh yeah. They they changed it again a third time, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, what is the one that I do like? The one that's just like a nice uh, nitro. Nitro. Ooh, yeah. nitro is a good one. Mm-hmm. Nitro is the roller coaster we went on together, where the change was falling out of my pocket. <laughs> yes. Nit- Bouncing nit- off the track, and you started screaming like a little baby. Get me off of this roller coaster. We're all going to die. <laughs> Tim, you idiot. No, I knew I your... knew it was too late to get us off the roller coaster. I was just mad at you. I was I th- thought I was already dead. Do you... <laughs> Look, I would have been pissed at me if the change that was falling out of my pocket derailed I just don't understand. The roller coaster, but I don't think that would have happened. You seem to have had like 300 pennies in your pocket. Here's what happened, Tom. Uh-huh. This was back before everything was digital. <laughs> this is probably like... <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. Um, this was probably back in what, like 2007, 2008? Yeah, somewhere around there. I think probably 2007. Um, so you needed um, actual change... Mm-hmm. to put in the lockers oh, when you right, lock up yeah. your belongings before mm-hmm. you go on. So I just got a, a shit ton of change. Yeah. Um, and I was, probably, you, I was probably bankrolling you putting your stuff in the no, locker No, it's because you, br- you brought so many things to the amusement park. It was insane. You had to, you had to rent 10 lockers. And you're like, but um, what if I want to watch TV? You know what's very funny to me? We did an episode of about uh, Six Flags Weird Adventure Fright Fest yeah. a few years ago now. Mm-hmm. They were kind enough to um, give us free kind, passes. Kind enough slash like, I don't know, lazy enough to not do any research. Yeah, I don't know. We're a, we're a viable podcast. People listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, that was the one time I remember being like, I think I could get us into great adventure for free and you were like yeah right good luck i guess and i did it yeah and you still didn't acknowledge that that was cool that i did that well Um, we had to wait in line for a while we yeah but that's because well but also we never thought like hey we should try to scam other stuff we like doing like for free Mm-hmm. doing this we should get an all expenses paid trip to walt disney world in orlando florida yeah next year we should go to the met gala i would turn heads at the met gala <laughs> well we you wouldn't believe who i'd be wearing we've we've been to a uh a stupid number of uh uh comic cons and toy fairs yeah uh, because it, it it was always like relatively easy to get press credentials for that, and then I'd like to go back to Comic Con. That was fun. It it wasn't fun. You hated it. No, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs>
You know what? I think I just miss being around people. Yeah. I, I think the first time you're like around that amount of people again, you'll be like, oh, the the yeah. first time you're around like a tenth of that amount of people again, you're going to be like, no, actually, I don't like this. Anyway, we were going to do an episode on Six Flags Great Adventure Fright Fest, mm-hmm. um, and they gave us passes. We got in, yeah. but they had to put our stuff through a metal detector. <laughs> oh, For right. some reason, we brought in these huge radio <laughs> microphones. We as brought if we like were going all to... of our equipment, like we were going to do a live show by the fountain or something. Yeah, like a mixing board. Yeah, and like, um, and. Instead of just Nowadays, the, the portable recorder that we've had for years, that it was perfect for that situation. Portable recorder, just you know, recording into the memos on our phones. Right, it was fine. We weren't going to do a whole episode there. We we're just going to yeah. throw to some. Anyway, um, the guy working the security, they they he had never one... he had never seen a high end microphone before. Well, through a metal detector, it looked like <laughs> yeah, it looked some ins- sort of. It was pretty cool looking. Where it's like, oh, that's yeah. why these microphones were so expensive. Look at all that stuff in there. But also, it looked like probably a, an explosive device. Yeah, yeah. And they like made us like they like pulled us away. Like they wouldn't even like let. We're like, oh, I'll just take him out of the bag yeah. and run him out to the car. And they're like, nope, you stand over there, yeah. and we're calling security. You volunteer. So like you voluntarily strip searched. Yeah, I mean, I'm they always did, just. They I'm always halfway to a strip search. <laughs> they they did not ask, and all of a sudden, I turn around. You were completely nude. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, red hot chili pepper style with a with <laughs> yeah. A you sock still had on a my sock junk. around your your ding dong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I know. There's a it's, and, a it's a family place. Yeah, well, and you were trying to convince him. You're like, you know, it's Warner Brothers Records. You guys are Warner Brothers. This should be all right. Exactly. Hey, uh, bring Kiedis out here. I want to have a word with him. <laughs> right. And then surprisingly, he came out. He was there for yeah, Fright Anthony Kiedis came out. Yeah, he. Uh, he vouched for us. It was nice of him to do. <laughs> I sat in front of uh, Anthony Kiedis one time on a JetBlue flight. Wow. From Los Angeles to New York City. Oh, that's so Anthony Kiedis. Flying somewhere. What? Flying from L.A. to somewhere else. Uh, leaving L.A.? <laughs> wow. All right. I thought, I thought he was yeah. Mr. California. Exactly. Uh, practice what you preach much, Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> He's the original Danny California. What do you think? Like, uh, you think you get along with Anthony Kiedis if you had to like spend a day with him? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would have at any point, like before, like a year ago. Uh huh. But now but you now think you're I... cool enough to hang with him? No, I think I'm lame enough. I think he'd be like, "Hey, man, uh, I just want to like." vibe and love humanity and i'd mm. be like yeah that's all i'm about i'm just about humanity <laughs> vibing <laughs> and they he'd write a song I'd about like, you I on the I next album there. yeah exactly timmy new york <laughs> timmy new york uh, i thought california was the only place and then i met a man named timmy <laughs> uh he's a he, he was a good man uh we had an interaction. It was a positive interaction on the what flight. What was it? 
Did you uh, uh, take your shoes off and try and put your feet up on his uh, foot? No, he was, his, he, uh, was, he was behind me. Oh. Um, and, and his his traveling companion mm-hmm. um, was banging the hell out of my seat. Or, <laughs> you know, um, and she didn't say anything. Yeah. And uh, he he leaned up. He was like, I'm sorry, brother. I'm I'm sorry, brother. Uh, I apologize for my 16 year old girlfriend and her behavior. <laughs> no, he's very nice. He apo- he apologized for uh, you know all the jostling of my seat. And it only he, happened like it was before takeoff. Even did he apologize for throwing John Frusciante out of the band? That's what you should have asked him. John Frusciante didn't get thrown out. He he quit. I think three he, just, times. he just stopped showing up. Yeah. Have you listened well, he's to back. There's a new Chili Peppers album. Have you listened to it? I started to. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I did the same. I think I got like halfway through the first song. And I was like, all right, I get it. All right. Yeah. Oh, I remember. This, <laughs> this, this is what I expected this, specific this to be. This kind of bad these days. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Where it's like not, it's not cringe or anything. It's just like. I, of course, this is what you're doing now, and it's right. fine. You need an excuse to tour still, and like I'm, I'm sure you had fun. I'm sure this is probably like the least event. I think you guys think this is good, and I'm sure this is probably like, look, we made an album without like somebody having to get taken out of here by an ambulance. <laughs> Here's what uh, I don't understand about great. We all had a good time. We had a barbecue. Our kids came down. Is John Frusciante's the the guitarist for the Red Hot Chili Peppers? I think we're going to go a little in the weeds here. <laughs> yeah. But here's my question: Is John Frusciante's brain like fried from, from drugs? From drugs, or has he just become old? Mm-hmm. He used to be like a fun, innovative guitarist doing like yeah. really weird, like counterintuitive. R- yeah, things. it was one of the things that made uh, Chili Peppers like such a good band. And now he just plays like open chords, Damn. like uh, like chords that you would learn in your first three weeks of guitar lessons, which yeah. is like, here's a C, here's a G, here's an A minor. And he's like, cool, I'm just going <laughs> to rock those and just like strum through. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. Yeah, I mean, it's probably- Because you listen to Give It Away, like Give It Away, mm-hmm. that's all. Um, like- yeah. It's, who would how would you come up with that it's like there's like weird stops and starts there's yeah. like without the bass it doesn't make any sense yeah no if you, if you had like the stems of that song yeah, yeah. and you just listen uh yeah it's obvious that it's like oh he's playing off of what flea's doing like this wouldn't be good otherwise um it's got to be a combination of brain fried by drugs and, and getting old. It's like, no. Yeah. I mean, that's also probably the kind of thing that, you know, I, I hate to, I hate when people uh, glamorize drugs of like, ah, you got, you know, these guys got to be fucked up. But I think that might be something where like you had to be fucked up to be able to do it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't now mean getting fucked up like, is going to be able to accomplish that, kids. Yeah, only a small amount of people. But maybe if you get fucked up, you'll be able to do that or something similar. <laughs> you might be the next John Frusciante. Try heroin. But like, very few people actually become that. Yeah. And then like, even if you become that. And it's like he was get... able to do that, what, two albums and then that was it? 
you was able to do it for two albums, but then also like you almost died from being a heroin addict. <laughs> exactly. And so Not like worth was, it. was it worth it for those two albums? It might have been worth it if Anthony Kiedis's lyrics weren't all over those albums. <laughs> right. Yeah. Me and AJ always talk about this. We would pay any amount of money to find a uh, an instrumental version of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. <laughs> I am sure it's out there. Uh, Tom, you hey, two of your best friends in the world, Tom, mm-hmm. said they'll pay any amount of money, and you're <laughs> Mr. Well, Internet. Right. You're Mr. Pirate. Maybe I'll um, I'll try and get pirate us. Yeah. yeah. Also, they have the technology. Peter Jackson used it for um, the Beatles Get Back. You can isolate things like after the fact. Yeah, thing, can't you just be th- that like that stuff's gotten a lot better. Can't you just like if you don't have the stems, just be like, hey, here's the frequencies of uh, Anthony Kiedis's voice. I don't even think. I mean, again, Tim, to go back to artificial intelligence, I think you can just play some isolated uh, Anthony Kiedis vocals to like an AI. Probably not even. I th- I think they're good enough. They've been trained on enough vocals that you can be like, just take out vocals of the song, and mm. they and they do a pretty good job nowadays. But how would we hear? I don't know why, but but actually, just last week, uh, it got stuck in my head. N- not from uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, but Californication. But uh, Bonafide Ride, Step Aside My Johnson <laughs> was stuck in my head on a loop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sir Psycho Sexy. Uh, that song? Yeah. I got stopped by a lady cop in my automobile. <laughs> she said, get out and spread your legs. And then she tried to cop a feel. <laughs> The cop, she was all dressed in blue. Was she pretty? Boy, I'm telling you. She stuck my butt with her big black stick. I said, what's up? Now suck my dick. Wow. Now, do you think that's a true story? And the whole band cuts out when he says that. (laughs) Like, they can't believe it. Anthony, you've gone too far in this song. But wouldn't it be nice to have that song? Just, uh, I mean, the music (laughs) is like very tight and good. I don't know. I Tim, uh, you got to take, look, you got to take the whole thing. I don't think it works uh, without that. Without- like a ram getting ready to jam the lamb. She whimpered just a little when she felt my hand on her crotch so very warm. Mm-hmm. I could feel her getting wet through her uniform. Yeah. Well, Tim, blood sugar sex magic. What do you expect? It's got yeah. sex right in the title. And magic, might I remind you, magic spelled with the the CK instead of just a C. Yeah. So real magic. They might have even gotten rid of the the K there, Tom. It's just M A G I K. It's not a sleight of hand they're talking about. No, this is not. uh, They're talking Aleister Crowley stuff. Yeah. We're not talking Harry Blackstone, for Christ's <laughs> no. sakes. Uh, yeah, Lance I think, Burton. I think Harry Blackstone wasn't in the studio with them while they recorded this one. <laughs> uh, I think that's fair to say. Uh, Harry Blackstone was nowhere near the Los Angeles studio where the Red Hot Chili Peppers were holed up with Rick Rubin making Blood Sugar Sex Magic, engineered by Brendan O'Brien. He he was in the studio next door doing uh, Night Court. 
No, that's Harry Anderson, Tom. Who am I thinking of then? <laughs> Tom, <laughs> that's enough. I'm going to have to go through and bleep those lyrics because I don't want me saying that stuff out there. Um, <laughs> what are you worried about? People putting that on karaoke versions? <laughs> are, yeah. Are you worried now that you've learned the AI technology exists to get rid of his vocals that people are going to put your vocals on there and spread it like I mean, wildfire? I did, a, I did a pretty good job. Tom? <laughs> This is even better than the original. It's going to be going around the the Chili Peppers message boards. I started reading a new book, Tom. Let's okay. get into it. 2001, A Space Odyssey by Arthur C. Clarke. Mm-hmm. Um, can I show you the cover of this uh, trade paperback, Tom? Sure. Whoa. I feel like I'm tripping Isn't it out. it cool as shit? Yeah, it is cool. It's red. Yeah. <laughs> um... It's red like your favorite it, type it, of hat. No, it looks orange actually on uh on camera. Mm, might be orangish. Um Tom, mm. uh we didn't hold a poll I like for when this books book. get old enough. Sorry to interrupt, but uh when books get old enough where they're like, We're gonna do like a new trade paperback and now this book now like the movie this book was based on is so old that we can just kind of do something like abstract. Like yeah. the the cover doesn't need to sell it anymore. We can just do like kind of a cool abstract cover. Yeah, there was also another version. There's a hardcover version that came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um that looked really cool. Um but this was 8.99 and that one was 27.99. Oh, and and at the end of the day they got the same story in them. The end of the day, books the podcast is not a money making venture. <laughs> like we're we're gonna need a, a lot more of you to sign up if we're gonna start splurging on uh, hardcovers here. Yeah, um, Tom, have you saved all the? Bu- I I still have an idea that there will be a grand prize winner at some point <laughs> that will win our copies of all the books that we've covered on books the podcast. You don't. You were always against that. Uh, I was against the contest, but I have saved. I mean, I've read a few a few of the books we've covered on Kindle, but um, but I'm I'm like a real uh, a real book hoarder. Like I don't I don't give books away, and I should. There are so many books. Yeah. I just finished a book uh, that I bought on Indie Bookstore Day last month. Independent Bookstore Day. Uh, what book? Uh, the Factory by Hiroko... The Faculty. No, by Hiroko uh, Oyamada, I think is what it is. It's a Japanese book. It was translated, of course. Um, and let me tell you, this book sucks shit. It was a bad book. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And it was like the the back like the description like i you know it was indie bookstore day and uh it's just like i'm just gonna like not really research books i'm just gonna go in buy a couple of books that you know the descriptions grab me the cover the cover gets me to read the description the description gets me to buy it and uh this was one of those and the description made it sound like it was a lot like spookier of a book than it was and it it just it didn't live up to the description. Not spooky enough for Tom. Yeah, and it just really wasn't. It was only 120 pages maybe, and it was a slog yeah. to get through. 
Oh, I'm sorry one to hear that, Tom. Yeah. Um, are you one of like I? Every once in a while, every couple of years, we do a big purge, a book yeah. purge, and mm-hmm. we get rid of stuff. And you burn them for the all. Stuff yeah, that, like, I know you burn them all in the backyard. I, yeah, I um, get the invites, and I'm not interested. Thank you. You see, I post on the social media. Yeah, uh, I mean, usually it's just a bunch of Harry Potter books that you guys have gone out and bought just for the purpose of burning. <laughs> They're very cheap to buy. <laughs> but now those people are on her side, I think. <laughs> but uh, but I brought this book up because like, I literally forced myself to finally finish it today. I read the last like 30 pages. And I was like, I should just give this away. I didn't like it. I'm never going mm-hmm. to read it again. But then I thought, oh, it costs $14. I'm not going to do that. You guys have so many books in your apartment. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like a mausoleum. Um, yeah. No, it's nice. I like it. Do you ever reread a book? Um, Some, but it's, I mean, it's so rare. Like, I'll I'll reread a book because it's one of my favorite books, not... Right. I'll rarely reread something that's like, oh, I kind of like that. Let me read it again. Yeah. No, I... Uh, I know when I, I finish a book, you could ask me, will you ever reread this? And if, I, if I'm honest with myself, I'll be able to tell you. And, you know, the answer is 99 times... How time, often are you... 99 times out of 100, I'm not going to reread it. I always just feel like, no, we got to keep moving forward. I'm a shark. Yeah, I need to. I need to keep uh, swimming forward and uh, chewing up new fucking chum or whatever they eat. Um, <laughs> other fish. Yeah, um, other fish. They don't just eat chum. Like I have a friend who is just like uh, uh, I worked with her, and she came back to the office, and she's like, ah, I kind of I was gone for too long. Like she took her lunch break, and she got back <laughs> I late. Was gone for too long. <laughs> No, she was like, I was, she was gone for a while. And she became and unstuck like, oh. in time. She was like, uh, I had lunch and then I found myself in a bookstore mm. and I just read a couple of uh, chapters of Lincoln and the Bardo that yeah. uh, I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had already read the book. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, she found, she owned the book, but she went to a bookstore and picked it up and like sat on a chair and like, read like 30 pages of it which wow. is weird to me i would never do that um and then uh somebody else uh was in my home saw a book that they had um read before took it mm-hmm. off the shelf and read a chapter and he was just like i just like that chapter so i read the chapter again it's like you you remember books after you <laughs> read them <laughs> you remember like what happened in chapters <laughs> Yeah. Were you nuts? I remember we were. Uh, I was. I went to a baseball game one time with a friend of the show, Andrew Gregory, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about a book that I had read like six months before that he had read like five years before. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I like that book." And he's like, "Don't tell me you like that book." And he was like, "You when this character did that," <laughs> and I was just like. I vaguely, re- yeah, I think there was a character name that I don't remember anything anybody did. It's like, oh, you remembered a, you remembered the details of a book you read? It's insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the only reason, you know, I I will occasionally reread books that I really like, uh, and you know, I 
I always hear people talk about like, ah, I wish I could read that book again with fresh eyes. I feel like I'd do that even with <laughs> yeah, exactly books that I've read like three times. <laughs> I'd spit out my drink and be like, what? What? Did this happened. It it very it really bites me in the ass. Like, I remember I read that Jennifer Egan book, A Visit from the Goon Squad, when uh-huh. it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got a visit from now? the Goon Squad. Yeah, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Because I didn't remember. No. And apparently uh, a sequel just came out. And I remember mm. really liking that book. Yeah. I don't remember a goddamn thing about that book. So now it's like, do I read the sequel or do I have to go reread the book? I already have a stated policy of not rereading books. A stated policy? Yeah. Why? Too many books to go back? Tom, I'm like a shark. I need to keep moving <laughs> forward. Well, this happened. I forget More if we, chum. I, I don't know if we talked about this in person or, or on the podcast, but I, uh, and, and no spoilers here, but uh, uh, we just started watching season three of Barry, and you mm-hmm. were the one who told you me. You know what I call like, it? Barry. You were the one who told me they're like, there's a recap, but it's from uh, NoHo Can- Hank, a character in the, and you're like, you know, it's funny, like it's played for laughs, but I wish, you know, it was like just a little more concise of like, all right, I don't need to be entertained. Just show me what happened. And yeah. uh, before we watched season three, we watched that and it was like, oh, fuck, Tim was right. <laughs> that didn't, <laughs> that did not. It adequate... was funny. I laughed a couple of times, but also I was like, but that wait, did what? not adequately inform me, remind me yeah. of like where these storylines were, because especially nowadays, like, you know, that that was like a covid show of like. You know, they filmed it before. This episode was like three years ago. Yeah, it was like they filmed it before COVID happened. It aired before COVID happened, I think. And then COVID hit and they just didn't get around to making it until somewhat recently. But I had to then watch like another recap. And then even after that, like one or two episodes, I was like, I got to go to the Wikipedia. I don't remember exactly where we left off on some of these storylines. Yeah. I just try to vibe with it, um, well, Frusciante style. I don't know. It's got a weird vibe, that show. I, I'd be afraid to vibe with it sometimes. Yeah. You don't want to get too comfortable with it. Yeah. Tom, I started reading the book, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, didn't do a poll for this. Right. Because you and I had talked about drunkenly on a past episode um, how we had never seen, neither of us had ever seen the movie. Right. I think I might have in high school, but I think I, I again, I don't yeah, remember anything about it. Fucking high as a goddamn kite. I didn't smoke pot in high school, Tom. You were on uppers. Downers? Like straight edge. Sideways. Straight edge, buddy, but I never said it. Um You were you were you were you were straight edge, but you went to all those uh caffeine clubs and you were on uh, so much caffeine. That you don't even, yeah. you can make Internet heads or tails cafes. of what happened. Um, so I just figured, hey, you know what? I'll read the book. Isn't it crazy we'll how the movie. deadly caffeine can be sometimes? I don't know how deadly it, it can be. It can be very deadly. Like, there's a lot of stories, because I guess it's also good for, like, uh, bodybuilding. And I, I like to uh-huh. hang out on bodybuilding forums sometimes. I mean, hunks, uh, the muscle-bound hunks often save your life, so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
But it's like one of those things where it's like, ah, like you can't have more. You're stealing your girlfriend at the beach (laughs) or saving your life when you fall down the stairs. It's one of those things where it's like you like you can have upwards of a milligram, but then sometimes, you know, people misread that. They put a gram in their drink and it kills them. Really? How much is in a cup of coffee? Uh, I want to say 100 milligrams is in a cup of coffee. you can't have more than one milligram. Look, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving, I'm throwing figures out there. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, if you took like a, a pure caffeine, you took like a teaspoon of it, it would kill you. I think. Yeah, I mean, same thing with nicotine, but like. Yeah, but you can't just buy nicotine like ground up. But on these bodybuilder websites, you can buy caffeine that way. Well, don't do that. That's what, what I'm trying to get the word out about. Websites, Tom. I want to learn, Tim. I you think are. You do have a I'm thirst tr- for knowledge. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out what what can I take a uh, hundred milligrams of and become a, a big uh, tough guy. All right, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I figured. Okay. Well, this movie, based on the book. Yeah. I'll read the book. Standard books. The podcast. Fair. Mm-hmm. Then you'll watch the movie. And we'll both drop. I would watch the movie watch too. The movie. Apparently, the thing about the movie, and we'll get to it. Do it. Like a lot of people said, you don't need to take drugs when you watch it the movie. Feels you like feel like you're taking drugs. You feel yeah, like, that that may that that makes a lot of sense to me from like clips I've seen. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's not how this went, Tom. No. No. Stanley Kubrick, mm-hmm. coming off of uh, Doctor Strangelove, mm-hmm. a movie that I pretended I liked and understood, um, it was just like, hey, I'm riding high. Yeah, I'm a big, I, I can uh, make whatever I want right now. Yeah, and he's like, I want to make a science fiction movie that'll make people think. Mm. This was, uh, I think, like 1964, 1965, mind you, so like... There wasn't like a ton of like high-minded science fiction movies, right? right like I think yeah. he was just like, "Hey, you know." Uh, or th- I mean, there were there were maybe things like uh, Twilight Zone, but you know, had very small budgets. And right. anything like high-minded would did not get you know. It, they didn't think it would have mass appe- appeal, so it wouldn't get uh, a ton of money. Right. So he wanted to make a thing. And so he he reached out to Arthur C. Clarke, who was a successful science fiction novelist Mm -hmm. at the time. And he was like, hey, why don't we do this? Let's come up with a story together. And screenplays are fucking boring. Yeah. I don't want to have to like. They're for squares. I don't want to waste your time having to like write a screenplay that's going to stink and like you're going to like hate writing it. Yeah. Why don't we write a novel? Mhm. And then we'll adapt that novel into the movie um and then we'll release them both. Yes. That so way they did we it both like concurrently. Exactly. So uh it's not a novelization even though the book came out after the movie and the movie isn't necessarily oh, I based on that. the book. Mhm. Right, so the movie isn't based on the book because they wrote the novel kind of like Arthur C. Clarke wrote it with a lot of input from 
Kubrick, but then uh. they shot the movie, and then while Kubrick was editing the movie, they were still like going back and rewriting parts of the book. Okay. Um, but like Kubrick was also too busy editing, so he didn't really give notes. So Clark like went off and did some stuff on his own. So like they diverge at points. Okay. Um, but the thing is. Mm-hmm. That um, a lot of people. What do you know about um, the movie Two Thousand One: Space Odyssey? I know that it's got uh, a robot named Hal, or not a robot, like an artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it's Hal, talking about artificial intelligence. Hal at some point turns against everybody. You know, don't say. I was just saying, like, I think a lot of people mm-hmm. think that the movie for a mainstream movie is pretty abstract. Right. right and yeah, like yeah. they don't really understand it starts with like it monkeys throwing a bone up in the air and then yeah. it comes down as Do you a know this from the Simpsons? The I think <laughs> most bit. of the stuff I know is like uh the uh, like um Apple right had a commercial with Hal? Yes. Yeah or yeah, sure. I, right? I don't remember exactly, but I know we talked about on our iPod episode that uh, Hal opened the pod bay doors is where iPod came from. Right. And um, the Simpsons did a lot of like, oh my, like that's the same reason I feel like I saw Citizen Kane because the <laughs> Simpsons did so many Citizen Kane uh, you know, references. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Citizen Kane. I'm uh Cinemaphile. Uh, it's pronounced cinephile. Um, cinnamon file. <laughs> you love cinnamon. Put it in your oatmeal every day. That's also true. Tom, I have oatmeal for breakfast every day. <laughs> Not tomorrow. Tomorrow's my birthday. <laughs> I'm going to get an egg sandwich. <laughs> wow. Well, that's um, better than I thought you were going to say. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, I'm getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm getting fucked up tonight. Um, uh, the novel, this is from the foreword by mm-hmm. Arthur C. Clarke. So the movie um, doesn't hold your hand. Right. But what Arthur C. Clarke says, Which, the novel you, know, you were- I, I've Tim, I've seen so many movies, I wish they would hold my hand. I, I wish they were real. <laughs> <laughs> the novel you're about to read has sometimes been criticized for explaining too much. And mm. thus destroying some of the movie's mystery. Rock oh, Hudson Rock Hudson stormed out of the premiere screening, complaining, Can someone tell me what the hell this is all about? <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh actors are dumb. Like, a, like an old Hollywood Rock Hudson. I mean, that sounds like it was he didn't storm out. He stormed up to the screen, stood up on the stage and said, can somebody tell me what the hell this is all about? And then stormed out and of the theater. Like, yes, Rock Hudson for president. At least his friend, Ronnie. Um, Alright, Tom. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Well, Another cool thing about this book. Yeah. It's not Da Vinci Code style, mm-hmm. but pretty short chapters okay love it i mean arthur c clark like you know he's not famous for being like an impenetrable author like no he he wrote science fiction that was uh super influential and it was very influential because a lot of people read it and liked it it was popular 
Have you ever read any Arthur C. Clarke? Uh, Arthur yes. C. Clarke? I read, uh, well, the C stands for Clark. It's Arthur Clark Clark. <laughs> I read um, uh, Childhood's the Clark End. Clark in his middle name is it doesn't have an E at the end, though. Uh, childhood, childhood's End, which I think was him. Uh, I'm l- yep, that was Arthur C. Clarke. Childhood's End, which I like, one of the best books I've ever read. I I thought it was un- so good. A very short. Did book. you read it on the eve of your 18th birthday? <laughs> exactly. I was like, <laughs> well, I guess it's time to crack open this old uh, book. <laughs> I don't Tome. know, but it was like not super short, but I don't know, maybe like. 250 pages here's this is it we read books and the only thing we remember about them <laughs> is the length of the books well but tell me anything about that story i just uh childhood childhood's end yeah um to tell you anything about it is to kind of spoil it <laughs> yeah of course i'm sure <laughs> um no it's about like aliens coming to earth Refusing to reveal themselves, uh, mm. just just like staying in the spacecraft, but like uh, the one of the I mean, child childhoods and references a few things in the book, but one of the references, one of the things it's referencing is the idea of like, all right, Earth's childhood is over. The this alien civilization comes and they're like, hey. How would you guys like to, uh, you know, have like a bunch of very advanced things? How would you like to have cures to all these diseases, diseases, and uh, you know, fixes for all these problems? And uh, they're like, well, we'd like that very much. Thanks, aliens. And then, all right, I'm gonna spoil a little bit. Finally, like I think it's like 40 years later. The aliens are like, all right, we feel comfortable enough. We're going to like come. We're going to have a concert or something. There's like a big, a big like arena. The concert and, for New York. Yeah. And the the UFO lands kind of. Mm-hmm. And like the alien. Harry Farrell comes out. The alien that's it's been the like. the coolest Lollapalooza you've ever seen. The alien that's been like in charge comes out. And the alien is like the fucking spitting image of Satan. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Yeah. And so everybody's like, oh, what the fuck? And then it's the realization of like, oh, our idea of the devil might be because of these people. Like, it might be because of these aliens that we have this idea of like, you know, r- big red guys with like goats hoofs for feet and big horns. Right. And it's like, wait, were all these things trying to warn us about, you know, it wasn't the devil. It was extraterrestrials that looked like this and okay. like, don't trust them. Don't buy their. So it's a great, really, really great story. That's great. okay. And like very we're original done. idea. Great. Uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Part mm-hmm. one, Primeval Night, Tom. Ooh. Chapter one, we do. Begin a long, long time ago, Tom. Um, This is a cool first sentence. I just want to read this sentence. Mm -hmm. The drought had lasted now for 10 million years, and the reign of the terrible lizards 
had long since ended. He's talking about dinosaurs, Tom. Oh, I see. Um, so he follows the man apes mm. that uh, exist in what will one day be known as Africa. Okay. And so it's the like main pre- guy, prehistoric humans, like the missing link. Exactly. Um, the main guy that he's following is this uh, man ape called uh, Moon Watcher. Of course, this is just given to him. Like they have no language, right? They have yeah, no memory say, or I, understanding. I prefer of what's my going on. cavemen to be called like Ooga Booga and things like yeah. that. So there was an old man in his cave. Mm-hmm. Old like uh, Moon Watcher. We find out is and, and that character's old. name is Old Man Cave. It's, yes, exactly. It's old man. Um, he was dead, the first so. man to build a cave with a full surround sound <laughs> entertainment system. Uh, Moon Watcher uh, kind of brought it out and fed it to the hyenas, uh, brought the old man out oh, and died. And then up. as he walked away, um, <laughs> uh, he never thought of his father again. Just cause, like there's so oh, many things about like uh, you know just being like this happened and like didn't occur and, and to Moon Watcher at all. Here's a detail that we're leaving till the end. Exactly, or not even that they're leaving to the end. It's just like so many times like there are babies there mm-hmm. and they go out foraging for food without the babies, and they're like sometimes there's enough food to bring home to the babies, otherwise the hyenas will have food the next day. Like it's very read between the lines. Yeah. So moon watcher is kind of the, the leader of his little tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, uh, he goes home at night one night and he hears leopards mm-hmm. ripping apart, uh, some, some man apes in the cave below them. And he's so they got like, like well, a duplex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's it's a nice it's a nice setup they have, um, but um, here's it, and he knows that like, and everybody instinctually knows we have to stay silent, right? Because then they'll come up never, here. It never occurs to him to help them, mm. right? So anyway, he's uh, twenty five. He's kind of the uh, the guy that like. Not the elder, the old. There are older people that stay back, or right. older apes that stay, man apes that stay back. Uh, they're but, like, like he's the one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, they said like uh, if he plays his cards right, he might live another ten years, and he's twenty five, yeah. so he's already a little long in the tooth. Um, they go down every day. They drink from the stream, this muddy mm. water. There are the others, not the others from Lost. Tom, I know <laughs> what you're thinking. Uh, but is now Benjamin to clarify, Linus here. So, they, um, but they did go down to listen to Muddy Waters every night. <laughs> they did. Okay. Um, I mean, they like uh, they like old. Hey, they like the blues. Music. Yeah. Um, but uh, but the others were on the other side of okay. the, and they always like uh, scream at like ooh, ooh, ooh ah at each other. Uh-huh. Sometimes they like wrestle, but they never actually like really fight much but like yeah. they hate each other but they're mm. very tribal right mm. um they go out they forage a lot they get nuts and berries mm-hmm. and shit i don't know whatever they go back 
Um, this is their life. It's miserable. They're always hungry. Yeah. They're always tired. Um, and, they're always dying. Yeah. And, um, and their whole life is just consumed with trying to get enough food. Yeah. And the whole thing is like, um, they're on the verge of extinction. Like yeah. it's almost, it's almost over for them. Cause like they got no skills. Then one day, you know, that out. happened with like real humans. Like at some point our ancestors, uh, got down to like 10,000 people. They think. Yeah. Through genetics where it was like, oh, that was almost it. Well, I'll tell you what happened, Tom. All right. And this has been proven, I think. I think this is still fact. <laughs> well, why would they put it in a book if it weren't true? Moonwatcher comes out and he sees a, a thing that he'd never seen before. I'll quote. It was a rectangular slab, <laughs> three times his height, but narrow enough to span with his arms. It was made of some completely transparent material. Indeed, it was not easy to see, except when the rising sun glinted on its image, on its uh, edges. Mm-hmm. Um, what are these things called? Monoliths. There's a monolith. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, they're, he's, and he realizes he like licks it. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, uh, they it's like salt. describe how he like thinks about it. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's like, uh, maybe I can eat it. And he, he tries to eat it. Was like, it yeah, funny? Because no. you're like, this would be my thought process. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, it, it mentions that like he stops for like several minutes and then it's just like, hmm, can I eat it though? Yeah. Um, but it took him like three minutes to come up with that. Um, no, can't. Um, so they go about their day. As they're coming back, starts pulsing like a music and there's a light show on it too and they're all hypnotized by it so they all go they're drawn to it yeah of course and they forget about all the predators they they're not worried about leopards or hyenas or whatever leopards and hyenas aren't they're not gonna go near uh, a dance party and what they don't realize is that um this monolith is taking in, it's trying to understand them. Ah. Uh, like it's, it's, and it, they, Arthur C. Clarke comes right out and says it. Like it's, uh, uh, taking down all the information about like how their bodies work, how they move. Mm. And then all of a sudden, one of them acts as if he's possessed mm. and he starts doing things that he's never done before. And he like, picks up a rock and tries to like bang two rocks together which they had never done before um and one by one it goes around and basically <laughs> this 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 ape man's a genius <laughs> yeah they're possessed and they're trying to like uh figure things you know, out do things that they that they haven't done before and it's mm-hmm. it's the monolith controlling like tools exactly oh mm-hmm. tom nice that you mentioned that because mm-hmm. they are Tata. and then Moon Watcher gets possessed or whatever, mm. and he has thoughts that he'd never had before. So anyway, uh, uh, this goes on a few nights. Um, every night they're getting possessed. Then Moon Watcher um, one day is going out. And he's like, "Oh, I see these pigs running around. Or these uh, what are pigs, Tom? Hogs? 
Swine? Javelinas? Yeah, sure. We'll say uh, pigs. What was it? Some in, kind uh, of wild pigs. Wild boars, I think, yeah. were running around, right? Oh, boars. Of, uh, Lord hog, of the fr- yeah. Flies. Um, and he's like, oh. Were you going to say Lord of the Frogs? <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Frogs? I've had a lot of whiskey. <laughs> Tom, I turned 40 in two minutes. I know, Tim. Uh, everybody's uh, patiently, wa- not even patiently, impatiently uh, keeping an eye on the time. Uh, the wild boars and the man apes never really cared about each other. They never did it. And then, uh, basically he has this idea and he's like, Oh, why don't I kill them? And I'll use these rocks and tools and we'll rip apart his flesh. Um, and in the forward, Arthur C. Clarke has notes from when he was like, uh, writing, Mm -hmm. uh, the book. And one of them was uh, November 28th, phoned Isaac Asimov to discuss the biochemistry of turning vegetarians into carnivores. Mm. And basically, these man apes are going from foraging just nuts and berries and stuff from the to To understanding that they can that they can eat flesh. So they do that. A lot more protein. Yeah, and then uh, a leopard attacks them, and then they realize they could use tools to. Eat the kill leopard. the leopard, mm. and then um, one day they go down, and the others mm. are at the at the stream drinking, and they see uh, Moon Watcher and his buddies coming, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna do the thing we do every day. We're gonna start screaming at them." <laughs> Moon Watchers and his buddies don't say anything; they're just silently coming down the hill. And then all of a sudden, they just run at them. The leopard's head is on a fucking stake, oh, and uh, Moon Watcher and the rest of the guys they beat the the main <laughs> other to death. Moon Watcher and the rest of the boys, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, they're they're kill- and then uh, they kill the others and stuff. And uh, it's like, hey, we're fucking kings of the world now. We can do yeah. whatever we want. We have tools. We know how to kill. We know that we can eat flesh. And it all changes for these motherfuckers, and then uh, then it skips a hundred thousand years into the future, mm. um, to the ascent of man, chapter six, um, and basically, uh, you know, man keeps evolving, um, but it's all due to this monolith that taught yeah. them to um, hunt and and to hunt be predators. And to, to use tools. Mm-hmm. Um, Man gets, uh, as you know, language, what we're using right now. Mm-hmm. They get computers, but we're not at that point yet. Um, but uh, they use weapons, Tom. Mm. And without weapons, uh, man never would never have conquered his world. Into them he had put his heart and soul, and for ages they had served him well. But now, as long as they existed, he was living on borrowed time. Yeah. Weapons, Tom. Well, and also, a, uh, I would argue, a slave to weapons. Yeah. All right. So we cut to, guess what, Tom? 2001. Okay. So um, 20 years ago. You know I think they should have taken this book, much like 1984. Yeah. They should have taken this book off the market. Once they realized, hey, none of this stuff actually happened. Hey, this is all bullshit. Yeah. This isn't what life was like. Yeah. 
they could have done this in 2001. I think by June 2001, just been like, this isn't what stuff is like. Yeah. Burn all the copies. Do you think we're ever going to get to the point where, uh, like, you know, hundreds of years from now, people are going to look back at these books and be like, well, I guess that's what it was like back then. Otherwise, why would they have given these books such definitive, uh, definitively dated titles? Yeah. They must be history books. Yeah. They might be more accurate than some of the history books we're seeing these days, huh? Am I right? Uh, I mean, I don't know. You haven't told me the rest of what's happened in this book. Um, Those, uh, also, are, are uh, the, the Twin Towers attacked? Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's what most of the books <laughs> are. Uh, well, people should have seen the signs then. Um, you know, the thing is when people watch like uh back to the future and they're like they got everything wrong it's like they weren't trying to predict they were trying to make yeah. a, a a movie yeah they were trying to make a fun um, movie they weren't trying to be like oh look at 2015 and every shithead stares at their phone all day <laughs> it's like no they ride around on hoverboards and they've got hover cars and they fax each other it's fine <laughs> Tom, that's the end of part one. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll just end it there because I read a couple chapters of part two, but we're coming to the end and like let's keep these thematically. Yes. Um, well, and as of it, a few minutes ago, Tim, you're officially 40 years old now. Yeah, and I can't be it's, it's, going long on books the podcast. It is 12.03 a.m. Tim is 40 years old. He can't stay up this late anymore. I mean, my... Infant son is about to wake up for his middle of the night feeding. Yeah. And I'm drunk. Wow. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to Father feed him tonight. Father of the year. Yeah. He's going to be talking about this to his space therapist one day. <laughs> hey, Tom, if this book comes true, uh, I think you're uh, more right than you could know. <laughs> Be like ever, ever since my father learned to use tools like the microphone. Yeah, can you can you imagine uh, an author thinking uh, of us looking at each other on video screens and uh, talking to each other? <laughs> I mean, actually, I think Arthur C. Clarke could have imagined something like that. Now, yeah, he say- died in two thousand eight. <laughs> Yeah, I think he could have. I think he could have looked at like uh, his new iPhone and been like, "Yeah, I can see it." There's a red newspaper. Goodbye. (laughs) Now, yeah, I think that wouldn't have been too far. Now, did you say? Do you think? Could you imagine an author seeing this, or could I imagine an Arthur seeing this? (laughs) Like uh, the uh, what is Arthur? Art like uh, an aardvark. He's an aardvark. Yeah, Ard- aardvark. Yeah. yeah, he got canceled recently. His TV show got canceled. He wasn't outed as a predator uh, or anything like I that. I thought maybe that uh, that meme where his fist turns. Yeah, and it was like, oh, about, he's like, violent. And look, we're yeah. all watching his show, and meanwhile, he's telegraphing to all of us just how violent he is. All right, Tom. Well, um, I didn't give a uh, suit update. Um, hashtag <laughs> suit squad. You, you probably don't have a suit update. You're probably waiting. Shout out to the suit squad. Uh, DHL sent me a confirmation oh, email. Oh, so it's on its, it's way. It's being shipped. It's on oh, its way. Oh, okay. You're going to have it in time for our, our, our friend's wedding. 
I hope so. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, yeah, who knows? Because we'll I'm saying that. Meanwhile, I've had uh, my Irish passport in customs for as of exactly as of now a month. Well, maybe Ho- you should just give up the dream of moving to Ireland, Tom. Hopefully, your uh, suit doesn't cause as many problems in customs. In customs, hey. they're they're probably like, "Look, this guy's a national treasure. We can't let him have his." Uh, uh, passport from another country. What if he leaves and never comes back? Sound off with your best wishes for me and my suit <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> Hashtag suit squad. Sound off when you think the suit's going to arrive. Ooh, maybe we'll have a suit arrival pool. Ooh, yeah. This will be fun. Tell me the date. All right, it is May 26th, 12.06 a.m. that we're having this conversation, uh-huh. Tom. The, the wedding s- is... June 25th. Oh. That's you're, the over-under. You're going to be good. As long as they're not trying to, like, sew something weird into the seams. You know, well, smuggling They've wise. already sewed it. They've already... Oh, yeah. Then then well, you should be good. But again, I don't know why my, my passport... <laughs> again, the only explanation is that the United States government sees me as a national asset. And they're like, we can't let this guy be able to leave this hellhole country at any point. Sound off in the comments. The day you think the suit will arrive at my home, the winner, the person <laughs> who gets closest, I will send you this copy of 2001 to Space wow, Odyssey all right, that I'm there reading. You go. Yeah, I this thought, contest I thought you is were going to give some dumb, like, you'll get every book and you're not going to do that. But maybe. No. Maybe I could see you sending one book. Is it Price yeah. is Right rules where it can't be over or or no. like horseshoe rules where closest It's going to be closest. And if there's if there's a tie, there's another one somebody the will get. Um, no, I don't want to do that. Um, what's the uh, the habits of successful people? The seven, seven habits of yeah of highly successful people by yeah, uh, Dale uh, Carnegie. Yeah, no, no, that's that's guy. how to make friends and influence people. Yeah, seven. What the hell happened? I'm with the sir psycho sexy. <laughs> what that? I'm forty years old. I don't I use a computer anymore. Um, Stephen Covey. So, uh, if if there's a tie. Uh, or look, you'll have your choice: either that or Pet Cemetery. All right. Well, the three-way all tie. of which have um, all of which have here's a bonus: mm-hmm. have notes in the margins. Oh, I took notes in these actual books. Yeah, but all, look, I'm gonna uh, give everybody a heads up. All the notes are. What does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ask Tom what this means. <laughs> Ask a grown-up what this means. There's just a lot of that, and then, huh? <laughs> and <question> marks. <laughs> all right. Um, you, thank you, you, all for... You're trying to break down the words by, like, uh, <laughs> phonetically. <laughs> in, in the margins, trying to figure out what they mean. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being patrons. We love you very much. Sound off in the comments what day you think the suit will arrive. Hashtag suit squad. Or, or stuff about the book, for God's sake. Who gives a fuck about the suit? Suit squad. Hashtag tell, tell us a contest, what you, huh? If you're reading along, tell us what you think about this book. <laughs> <laughs>
Or if you've read it before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that too. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you.